We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this uh, morning. We're after eight, hitting the button. Today, Ole Miss back at it with practice this morning, 9 o'clock. We'll talk about a little change in uh, our side of that. Just a little. Small change. Just a small as change. As well as uh, the AP Top 25, a trading card selling for $6.6 million, which is kind of insane on multiple fronts. But that and uh, and more coming up on the show. You can listen to us on all of the uh, places you find podcasts. It's absolutely free. Really just kind of come to the people wherever they are here this uh this morning so hope y'all you guys are well we've, we've thought um, about a patreon thing like what, what do you think like seven hundred dollars for yeah it did not look like that but yes um that's that, that that's true seeing a few questions coming in uh this morning the, the, the message board's a little snippy like they're, they're, they're having some fun they're taking some shots this morning so we'll see what the live stream has in store as uh, i think it's football season everybody's starting to feel themselves a little bit as it's turning over into uh Mid to late August, but we'll be back before you uh, before you know it. So we'll be here with you for the next little bit, talking about a number of topics. The Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Download the Speed Pass Plus app. Take advantage of that. Earn points. Save money. Also, lunch specials every single weekday, 569, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink there at the Oxford Exxon. And remember, they have the self-checkout going, so no matter if it's, uh, if it's busy, you can get in and out. You can take care of it yourself. We love the self-checkout, and you should try it out as well and again coming to you from the clark ford studio we are clark ford is in amory mississippi 662-257-1900 662-257-1900 that's the number call it um get in touch with uh cory and the people there at clark ford ask for a quote on the ford product of your choice and they will get you a quote in 15 minutes or less in business hours right to the bottom line no hassle no haggle you get your quote and the rest is completely up to you you can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's get in a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the uh, Square in Oxford, also in New Albany, and uh, starting tomorrow at 5 o'clock, 
It'll be open Sardis on the water as well, out rafters on the water out at Sardis. And um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday evenings, Saturday all day, Sunday all day. It's going to be, should be nice weather all week. Another uh, great weekend to uh, enjoy the frozen daiquiris, frozen margaritas, and waterfront views there at rafters on the water. So, uh, let's see, check out the stream a little bit as we're, uh, we're even going. Um, let's see what we got. We will have coverage of whatever people say after practice today. That'll be around 1230, 1 o'clock. That'd be I'm my guess. Something. That's what time we'll talk to them. Yeah, right, yeah, something like that. So we'll, uh, we'll see. But nonetheless, just a little update there from a site standpoint. Coverage yesterday and into the evening on rebelgrove.com as well. Good bit of football, some recruiting, uh, so stuff. You should go check it out and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, TV shows. I really haven't watched a ton of TV shows. Somebody said they just finished the last season of Yellowstone, asking for some other uh, series going on. Hardman 478 says Ted Lasso, Billions. Uh, Ted Lasso for sure. Um, yeah. Billions is good. It's really good in the early seasons. Um, I think it really tails off as it goes on. And then I, I said this on the message board and annoyed people. Once you, if you've watched Succession, once you do that, you don't really like Billions as much because it's like a double-A version of Secession. So, to me, they were kind of linked What enough. is Secession on? It's essentially about a family that owns a media empire. Think is like, it on Netflix? Uh, or? HBO. HBO. Think like Rupert Murdoch kind of thing, like okay. and their trials and tribulations and whatnot. So, um, to me, it, it made – Billions is essentially a rich guy version of Entourage is what it is um, oh. in a little bit of a different world just from how I kind of see it. But it's fine. It's watchable if you want to turn your mind off, but it does not do for me what it does for a lot of people. Obviously, uh, everybody discussing uh, Ted Lasso at this point. Season two is out. Yeah, I'm through episode three of season two. Are you trying to make them last or what? How, how are you going about trying to watch them? No, but I'm trying to wait until I'm in a place where I can enjoy it. Don't to watch it. Where I'm yeah, not, yeah. I don't want to be distracted or I don't want to be where someone's going to interrupt me five minutes in. Yeah. It's such, I mean, we've never really talked about it. We're not going to talk about it long today. We have some other topics. It's such a fascinating thing, though, that something like that gets made years later after the NBC, NBC Sports spoof, like the, the concept of this character yeah, seven eight years ago, and then it ends up into a series that long later. I mean, it's it's yeah, we're not going to spoil anything. It, yeah, no. it is it is fascinating just from the standpoint of business and creativity and how it goes from one to the other over time, where somebody just almost like does something off and goes, "Hey, what do you think?" Well, it's like anything though, where if you're if you're talented at building characters, that's the key, right? To yeah, sure. whether it's a book or a movie or anything is a TV series is is building characters that people invest in. And I feel, I mean, there's no spoilers here. I feel invested in multiple characters, sure, yeah, not yeah. just Ted. Yeah, sure. Um, they're completely different. Um, their little conversation in our thread about what's the best show on TV right now. It is either Ted Lasso or Succession, but they could not be more polar opposites. One is this dark drama about a family, and one yeah. is not. So, um, no, Ted yeah. Lasso makes you feel good. Yeah, they're completely different categories. Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to compare them. They are they are the best yeah. shows on TV right now in their given genres. Yeah, Ted Lasso is a modern office. That's fair. And frankly... Where, the, where there's a lot of humor... There is a storyline. It's not just jokes. Like Seinfeld, frankly, was just a joke. 
It was a great joke. There There was was no no character development. The whole point was there's no character development. Uh, These have evolving characters in much the same way that The Office did. If you follow The Office, by the end, Dwight is a completely different character, really, than what you thought he would be early on. There's a they 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 create a depth to his character, and we 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 you start to see that with with Ted Lasso in a lot of ways, and it's just more updated, it's more modern. I don't know if it's maybe that. I don't know if it's that. While I appreciate it, I'm not a huge Office person as far as the, the probably the average viewer or the average watcher of it. But there's something about the Office, and maybe it's maybe it's that they use that they get humor in such different ways because the Office would be deprecating toward people they'd play off stereotypes whatever for whatever reason ted lasso is a higher level of making you feel good to me than the office is in its own way like there's there's a certain part of the office that i i just kind of have to like a little bit sure as as i'm watching it not in a bad way i'm not sensitive but it doesn't do necessarily what ted lasso achieves to do yeah yeah well ted lasso i think is more overarching it has more of a they're on a bigger stage too, right? It's a, I mean it's an English Premier League team. Sure. Yeah. The office is an office in Scranton, yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's <laughs> Which was kind of the purpose of the show in a way, was this like this little micro world that had no real meaning or nobody else cared. It was yeah. their own ecosystem. Yeah. And it was just, you know, they developed it was all about building around different storylines and that's to me that's what it, I mean, that's say people will always ask and i know you get this question too and your answer is probably different than mine but people like are you ever going to write a book i don't know no probably not i don't know that i'm good enough at character building i don't know that that would be my strength and even in a look the standard year in the standard sports book oh no jesus nobody reads those things they're if you have a really big market they can be gift coffee table books Yes, that's nobody reads those things unless they're brilliantly written. And how many brilliant writers are there? Yeah, because most of those are not John Feinstein doing season on the brink. I mean, it's it's there's a reason that's the one everybody talks about. Yeah, like this is one of the best books I've ever read. It's what The Teammates it? by David Halperstam. OK. Ted Williams and Dom DiMaggio and. But I mean, hell, it's David Halberstam for God's sake. I mean, he's one of the best writers in the world. Yeah, and 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 it's about it's not really about baseball. It's about friendship, and he stops at two hundred and three pages. It's that short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the other best books I've ever read is Faithful by Stephen King about the Red Sox when they won the World yeah, Series. Yeah, yeah. But it's Stephen freaking King. I mean, again, when people go, "Can you write a book?" I'm not knocking people who write sports books in this state, but they're not good writers. The embed in a season is very hard to write unless you're a really good writer. And in today's world, you don't get the access necessary for that. Right. I mean, right. if somebody, if, if I don't know whom, and I'm not even making fun of anybody, I just can't think of a writer off the top of my head. If one of the state writers said, hey, I'm going to write a book about state winning that, the College World Series. Okay, great. But what access did you get to make that compelling beyond what we already know? So you want to, what, you just, didn't deep dive in it every day. You know what just went through my head? What would actually be a fascinating book if you now you'd have to get complete access, sure, behind the scenes access, everything embargoed until the season's over, sure, but everything on the table, yeah, no joke. A year at liberty with Hugh Freeze. Oh yeah, be a great book. Now you'd have to have complete access from the. Late July through whatever bowl game they played, mm-hmm. 
Everything is 100% embargoed, but everything is on the record, and you're free to go talk to whoever. You roam the building with a pass. You're, that, you're in. That would be genius if you were talented enough to write it with nuance and where you could build those characters. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's a reason we only talk about Season on the Brink because it's by far the best book ever written in that genre, and it's not close. It's not close, but it's Feinstein, yeah. who's a brilliant writer who can write about a number of different things. And and so sometimes when people go, oh, you're being self-deprecating, I'm, I'm not. But, I mean, I'm a good writer, but I'm not a great writer. And to write a sports book that's good? Yeah, I never even thought about that. I have – there's a fiction book that I have started for a really long time, and I'll work on it when my mood is completely right, but it's a very – emotional personal topic for me sure. and, it, and frankly i get to the point you're talking about that writing a story is one thing writing a concept is one thing but building characters through 70 80 90 000 words sure is incredibly taxing and difficult um, multiple characters who interact with one another yeah i mean it's it's That's difficult because hey here's the thing too it's not an a plot What's the B? What's the C? What's the D? What's the meaning? Why does that even matter? Why is that page in the freaking book unless right. you're just trying to write a page? Right. I mean, it's a, it's yeah, a, it's no, a, well, it's a, it's a mind a little bit. Well, that's why they tell you people who are like novelists. That's what they do, and they have a routine. They write from five a.m. to eight a.m. and then go for a run and then whatever. And then well, they, man, we you know we had a friend of the podcast Harlan Coben. I mean, he talked about how would essentially write 8 to 12, get away from it, and you'd edit in the afternoon. And then you get up the next morning, write, and then yeah. edit, and then write, yeah. and then edit. And you're looking at, you know, whatever the goal is for the day, 2,000 words. But that's 2,000 at the end of the day that have been polished and clean and are ready for the story. Right. I mean, that's, that's taxing. That's, that, that, oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Sitting down and truly writing for four hours like that. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to the same copy. And, and not mindless. Like, because some of the stuff that we write, let's face it, is just mindless. Your brain can be dribble. turned off and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I've always talked about, like, people I, I cover recruiting. I'm like, okay, so you talk to a kid. People, we make this very complicated. Where'd you visit? How'd it go? Who's, who's your leader now? Where else are you going to visit? When are you going to make a decision? When are you going to make a decision? Hey, what do you thanks. think about your position, coach? Yeah. I mean, I. You could do a Mad Lib. Well, you've seen me do it with a kid where I'll go, if you give me two minutes, set your timer, and in two minutes you can hang up the phone and I'll have enough. Two minutes. Yeah, I could teach somebody to cover recruiting and I could just give them a script almost like a telemarketer. It might have like a couple diagram things where if they say this, move here. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, here are the questions, and you don't even really have to follow up. No, Just do the, this. The, the challenge with covering recruiting now is getting, like, yesterday, Zach was like, I hit the lottery. Because he got three kids on the same day to go, yeah, I'll talk. That's in 2021? I mean, yeah, almost impossible. Yeah. And so you have to get them on direct message or Instagram message or whatever. You, you, you've got to, and they'll communicate like that. And you can get enough to write a story on that. And over the course of a day, ask them five questions and they'll answer them and you're done. I mean, back when you and I covered it primarily, I mean, in a, in a, in a, in a recruiting calendar year, you were thrilled if you had maybe five dudes that would answer, give or take, whenever you called. They kind of build a base off of. I mean, that was, yeah, that was huge. I mean, I remember. Yeah. You know, the guys that would always answer for the most part, like a Brian Bennett or frankly sure. Matthew Wells, like some of sure. those dudes where it was like, oh, okay. Like, 
hey, it's Monday and I don't really have anything. Hey, Matt, want to talk about whatever? Okay, cool. Yeah. Like it's it's it, it, it's it's and even that has changed to the yeah. place where people just give me yeah give me the nuts and bolts yeah 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 don't give me all the bullshit yeah I don't know what whatever uh all right let's see anything else from there when's the last time you were in like a Barnes and Noble like went into a bookstore and bought a book uh I went in um. I was in Birmingham for SEC Media Days. I went on Sunday, and I went into a Barnes and Noble and actually bought like three books. Did you? Yeah. I guess I've bought some stuff in Square Books in the last year. Um, I don't know the last time I was in like the big book superstore though. I, I don't. I don't recall at all. Remember, I bought Grisham's ba- that basketball book, Suli. Oh yeah, because I kind of questioned you on that. that well, because I needed something that was sort of just mindless. It actually was pretty good. It doesn't just follow the same exact plot like all the rest of them. Do. No, I read it at the because be- it's a basketball book. It's not a legal thriller. Yeah, I read it at the beach. It was, it was, it was fine. I can't read the legal thrillers anymore because they're just yeah. I, I feel like I've read them. Yeah, you sort of know where it's going. Yeah, there's a there's a script. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get it. He's he's made gazillions. It's like James Patterson. You sort of know the there's an arc, and he has helpers in a lot of his books, right? Yeah, Patterson. He wrote one with Clinton. Did I think he? now he just puts names on books. I you, don't know. If I, you can get his name on your book. Then I you... thought I saw James Patterson and Bill Clinton oh, really? co-authored a book. I thought I saw that at Barnes like & Noble. a fiction book? I, I, I presume. Really? You have any interest in this uh, series coming out about the impeachment and the Lewinsky stuff? Yes. You interested? Because she's part of it. She's a producer. We're going to get some truth. I feel like I should be a producer on this show, on these shows, because now in the like three series they've done, Simpson and Clinton are like the only two like public sort of fascinations that I have. I mean, they yeah. do Ted Monday next, and we're all in. <laughs> um, You'll run the trifecta. Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm interested enough because I'm interested in the topic, but I still kind of have a hard time believing we're going to get a lot of really like news because because that. That uh, slow burn did a hell of a job. They did. They was really good. in that podcast. That was really recently. Good. It was really good. for anybody who cares. You can go listen. It was season two or three of Slow Burn. It actually was the first thing that made the Clinton Lewinsky thing human. Yeah. It painted a picture of the White House that I don't think you imagine in your mind's eye. Because they talked to Linda Tripp. They talked to a lot of people on that podcast. Well, and it, there was the shutdown, and yeah. so the White House was kind of empty. That's true. There were a lot of variables that made that more likely than yeah. a normal, and normal time. If you've ever been in the White House, if you've ever been in the West Wing, the last thing that you would describe it as is empty. Yeah. It's a hive of activity, yeah. and for it to be empty, you could see how it would be like the loneliest place in the world. People just move, moving about. And yeah, you know, yeah. it's the irony. People always talk about and I promise we'll move on. This happens. People always talk about George H.W. Bush's letter to Clinton on the morning that Clinton was inaugurated. Mm-hmm. And in it, Bush writes that uh, a lot of his predecessors described the White House as, as the Oval Office as lonely. Yeah. And he told Clinton that he had never experienced that. Yeah. That he had always walked in as he did that morning and seen the majesty of it and was awed by it. And he told Clinton that I wish the same for you. And the irony of the Clinton scandal is that what ultimately led to that was that sense of loneliness. Mm-hmm. 
always thought that was one of the most ironic things of all that. People, every time we have an, an inauguration, bring that letter back up because it's a beautiful letter. It is. Uh, from from George H.W. Bush to the man who defeated him. Yeah. I mean, it's a really an incredible letter when you stop and really study it. And yet the one thing that he referenced as, I hope this doesn't happen to you, is exactly what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I cracked up. I, I ran across on Twitter the other day. She had answered, I forget the name of it, but it's that like 40-question quiz about things like kind of your sort of a personality quiz, but just like kind of to tell somebody who they are. And the question was something like, what do you look for in a friend or something? And she's like, well, I'm very partial to people who don't record our conversations or something like that was how she answered the how, how she answered the question she has a, a dark humor about yeah, it yeah, all yeah, these yeah. years later that probably is the one coping mechanism to i mean your life is defined at what 20 yeah she was like 22 i mean your life is defined at this incredibly young age because of something that happened that became an international scandal yeah that is now a punchline yeah I mean, you have to cope with that somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she steers into it a lot on social media and whatnot. So anyway, well, we'll get into football in a second. I swear to God, I promise. So we close the first segment of that uh, riveting podcast. I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting. Understand your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. It's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values and unique benefits that are simply not available to other travelers. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters and a budget. He'll give you options. And know this, you don't have to live anywhere near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. It's also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Grenada Nissan located just off Interstate 55 in Grenada. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. We're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi, is your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. They also have Hallmark Cargo Trailers. They uh, can even work with third parties to have game day trailers, concession trailers built just for uh, your specifications. Let's give them a call, 601-932-9798, or check them out at alphaofms.com. Also brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue, your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet is the guy you should get in contact with if you're looking for a new or previously owned Chevy vehicle. Get in touch with Joey, 662-571-2367 or 1685 High Street in Jackson. Go test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting. Let him earn your business. Tell him that you heard about 
him on the Oxford Exxon or the Soft Verbal Podcast. And with any purchase vehicle, you'll receive a $50 gas card. Podcast also brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates here in Oxford for all your real estate needs on the high side or the sell side. That's 662-281-1200. Also, the sponsors of a new football feature came out yesterday. We talked about Matt Corral, Sam Williams, place kicking, offensive line, plenty of stuff. You can find that there at rebelgrove.com. And if you're in the real estate market, if you're looking to maybe purchase a home or sell one, click on the link in the story, click on the link in my signature or again, give O'Keefe Graham and Clay DeWeese a call. That's 662-281-1200 or nickstanoxford.com. So practice today, uh, we had a we had a week that was wide open. I would say probably from a first week standpoint, about as open as anybody in the SEC could be. Um, Absolutely. Because it was all there. Um, we got to see everything. And there were, yeah. there were two rules. One, I think everyone obeyed. And one that was problematic that got violated some, but I think they understood the violations. Yeah, it and it was it was not explained particularly well, and then also it's just ripe with issues in general. Um, it, the, it's a the, fundamental thing. The rule should be, hey, don't be an idiot. You know what I mean? Like with, with a lot of things, like if you have enough people with common but sense, but if you put enough sports writers in a room, that's not possible. But that would in a in a utopia. That's how the rule should be written. It's, sure. hey, it's kind of like pornography. You know it when you see it. Like, you know when you're violating the rule and when you're not. Does that make sense? Sure. We're talking about they basically don't report injuries. Um, but there's a difference in, hey, dude got banged up. He hobbled off, didn't come back. We'll ask. I don't know. Okay, well, we saw that. It is what it is. And... Hey, that guy limped off. You know what? I bet he might have torn his ACL. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, now you're being an idiot, and you're being an ass. Like, it, Well, it's, so it's, the one that popped up for me was Orlando Umana gets hurt, and I'm watching it as he gets hurt. Yeah, and I had Braylon Brown earlier in the week as mine. Okay. And he needs help to get to the sideline. Yeah. And he leaves the practice field he does. with a trainer. He does. And does not return. Correct. On a day when we don't get to talk to coaches, with the and let's face it, we don't talk to coaches. We talk to a coach yeah. who does not talk about injuries. And so, I'm left with the choice of, as I watch this, is there a part of me that thinks that is potentially a serious injury? Yes, I don't know, and I'm not commenting on even body parts. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, at first I didn't really think so, and then I went, maybe, yeah. And so kinda... what I asked myself was, if he doesn't practice tomorrow, and by the way, he didn't, if he doesn't practice tomorrow and his absence becomes a story, and it would, am I doing my readers a service by not mentioning the fact that the starting center left practice? Right. And the answer that I kept coming to was, well, you saw it. It happened. You're a reporter. Why would you not report it? And then I get back to this basic things argument, if you will, that I've had. And it's a friendly argument. It's more of a conversation than it is anything else with the people who are in media relations, which is, well, why would you report that? And my question is always, why would I not? I'm there. I'm wearing a media credential. That's the only reason I'm there. So I'm not there as a booster. I'm not there as a fan. I'm there as a reporter. And I see something, 
and I report on it. And this doesn't necessarily matter, but you had a lot of public people who did see it that were not under the same obligations because the M-Club was having a barbecue on top of the parking garage at the same time. And by the way, you got to really love football. You have to really love football to get up on top of, what is that, a six-story parking garage? Four or five, whatever. Okay, yeah, five-story. To get up on top of it on an August day at 10 in the morning until noon mm-hmm. to cook things. They had tents and beer. Yeah, but but you got to really love football. Yeah, sure. Anyway, but yeah, they're up there. They can see it. Yeah. So I'm, that also factored into my decision. It was not was, a completely closed practice. Yeah, where, okay, well, I could wait and I could send an email to sports information going, hey, look, I saw him leave. I need an update. Yeah. There was a couple of boosters on, on the field. Or boosters on the field, and you've got 30 people, give yeah. or take a few, yeah, whatever, up on top. And I don't know whether they're watching. I don't know whether somebody had binoculars on it. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you know, those people, are they posting on message boards? Do they have social media? My, my guess is yes. And so I said, I've, I've got to write it. And I didn't get any pushback on it. I'm sure it was irritating. But that was that's always been my thing about – the access thing, I've never, you know me, I've never once argued about access. And I won't. But my, my statement about access to any time anybody's ever asked is, if you don't want me to write about something that I see, you don't need to let me see it. Because if I'm ever at an August college football practice for three hours, and my son's not out on the field somehow, some way, call the police. And I guess my reasoning for it being the don't be an idiot thing is that that is something injury-wise that, yeah, when he doesn't come back, we're going to get a 1,000 questions. And where it's problematic, too, is you mentioned a little bit, and suddenly you're letting the speculation run wild. And, well, do you have, I mean, we had waited on Saturday. Hey, is this wrong? Is this wrong? Yeah. Is this wrong? It's like I can answer this question, but then I am violating the rule if I answer that question. Yeah, if I say, well, here's what it was specifically. Yeah. Uh, and then, two – Everybody understands the schematic part because if they're running a bunch of stuff, that's not fair to throw that out in public domain all over the place. Like that completely makes sense in my head. Um, Which was one of the weird things, and I wonder if this is what led to it. And I won't, I won't name the reporter because he meant it to be funny. But at the end of Snoop Connor's availability, okay, he was asked about, "Hey, I saw they ran a basically. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You got to throw one today. They ran a play near the end of the scrimmage." That was like a designed to look at first like a jet sweep sort of play okay. to uh, Snoop Connor, and he pulled up to throw the ball. The receiver wasn't open. It was a scramble. Sam Williams stopped him for a loss, et cetera. He was asked about that play, and I wonder if, okay, now is that schematics? But it was an open scrimmage, and they ran that play. So I back to if you don't want me to see it, then don't let me see it. And I'm cool with that. Well, because, I mean, it creates so much middle ground. I mean, even on, like, day one and two, I was struggling with what to say or not say or whether it violated the rule about one of the receivers lining up in certain ways. And I was like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, but he's doing it every time. Like, I don't, like, yeah, I'm it's, out it's, not even, it's not even like them practicing the Tunzel pass on the bowl week and you go, okay, well, obviously they don't want that. Like, whatever. And right? so then I come back to this. If Scott Satterwhite, is that his name? Satterfield. Satterfield. If Scott Satterfield is getting his scouting report from Rivals.com, they're screwed. Man, you're getting your ass kicked. 
I mean, I'm just telling you. It's bad. Because yeah. the people go, well, do you know football? Well, I mean, I can watch football and yeah, generally yeah. know football. But now if a coach called me, if Kane Womack, who's a great example. And said, get on the board with me. Kane at the time was the defensive coordinator in Indiana, and I don't mind telling you this now. He was my source that said, hey, guess what? We're playing Ole Miss in the bowl game. Oh, that's right, yeah. So people, how'd you know that? I'm like, well, I had someone tell me. Um, later that day, Kane was like, hey, tell me about their injury situation. And so I did. I'm like, yeah, Ely's not going to play. Connor's, Connor's playing. Yeah, Braylon's out. I said, yeah, Sanders is out. He's not going to play. And the other two have left or whatever. And he goes, what do they have behind them? And I'm like, I told him. Kane has film. Had Kane said to me, hey, man, take me through their offensive scheme, I'd have been like, dude. Yeah. I mean. They throw it and they run it. I mean, yeah. holler at me when you're ready to have a beer. Yeah. I mean, the majority of our conversation ended up being about Mobile and his kids and my kids and stuff because we're friends. I couldn't help him. No. I, if, if If I had wanted to help Indiana. Yeah. You couldn't have gone to Bloomington, sat down, and given them anything that actually would have been... No, they could have flown me to Bloomington and sat me on the board, and I'd have been like, uh, so the quarterback typically is behind the center. I couldn't take you through their pass routes, their trees, their their concepts. Yeah. Corrals. No, and so when like where, what Corrals looking at, his progressions, I could guess. Yeah. But they would watch film for 10 minutes and know more in 10 minutes than I could tell them from after watching a season. And so when people are like, well, you, you guys, we're, we're worried about you being at practice because you're going to tip off what we're trying to do. And here's the other thing. Most reporters at practice, they stand in a huddle and they just talk. There weren't but a few of us that were like walking around taking notes and trying to provide some insight which may have been what ultimately made them nervous was that we were walking around taking notes um all this to say i don't even think we actually said what's going on um is that that has been limited to essentially stretch and maybe a little bit of individual um nothing at this point. we're gonna see nothing yeah they they from, have taken all team activities away from the media this week from a viewing standpoint yeah and probably for the rest of the way yeah because there's no way that's which is during the just par for the course so they gave a week okay yeah, we got a week we got a chance to see some people and for, it was valuable to get an idea of some stuff well for me i feel like i know the roster much better than i well, did 100 true to that 10 days ago yeah where i was concerned that monday versus the end of the week as far as not having to look at the sheet yeah. was yeah. was valuable I, I have a pretty good feel for the young guys i have a general idea of what it is that they're trying to to do if you told me that this is a sign that there are a couple of injuries that may linger a little bit that they don't want us to necessarily know about i'd buy it if you told me that after looking at the first scrimmage film, they've made some person, personnel moves, I'd buy it. They don't want us to know about it yet because if we wrote about it, then frankly, Louisville would know about it. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I don't think it's all just, oh boy, the, the beat writers misbehaved. No, I don't either. I, I did not get the sense that there was any. And they might not have liked us lingering around and like grabbing a Gatorade in 400 degree weather. I, 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 I don't, I, who knows? Anything. Could be anything. And it could have been they were going to do this the whole time. Yes, and it could have been this was always the plan. I don't think this was – I think the, I think we were going to get one more week. I think the plan was to get us through Friday, yeah. and then we were going to get kicked out. But 
I never anticipated seeing the second scrimmage. In fact, uh, I would have no. bet any amount of money in the world that we would not Saturday see. Saturday morning, we weren't on the field. Yeah, well, Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is, we were not going to see the scrimmage. And then they they start school Monday. Yeah, and so, so camp's over. Camp ends with the second scrimmage. Right. My guess is that they will scrimmage on Sunday, take Monday off for the first day of class, and then get back into some semblance of a week Actual on routine Tuesday there. the 24th. Yeah, because they'll, I mean, they'll begin a little bit of Louisville install the first of next week. Yeah, sure. A little bit. You don't want to do too much because you throw too much at them and yeah. you get them thinking. But Get the scout team numbers on there and go, hey, this is what Cunningham looks like and yeah. the whole deal. And Yeah, because that second week is going to be a super short week because you play on Monday night. You're going to get back in the wee hours of it's Tuesday morning. It's a schedule morning. win for Ole Miss that it's Austin P. Oh, not yeah, any, yeah. yeah. I mean, frankly, even a Liberty or a Tulane, like you get the sure. the the one that you can just kind of move on with your yeah, day about yeah. a little bit. But I mean, from a scheduling standpoint, you come back and you have a Tuesday. Tuesday's normally a heavy day. It'll have to be a light day after playing the night before in Atlanta. Oh, and so Wednesday might even be a day off. So you'll work Wednesday. You'll do a little on Thursday. They don't do anything Fridays ever. They'll and they'll play Saturday, and then they'll get into a routine the day after the Austin P game. Yeah. So everything will be pretty base that week. Get healthy, figure it out, go win the game. Yeah. Move on with your so, I mean, life. it was interesting. You sent me the text. And I was like, I didn't even know. And so you I, didn't see the email? No, I, well, I pulled it up after. Yeah. Well, I, 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 was, I opened it kind of expecting more, and then when I read I went, oh, that's different. That paragraph's not the same as it was last <laughs> yeah. week. Like, and then I was like, okay, was that a mistake? No, that wasn't a mistake. That's, that's well, that was. I kind of got the sense that they were tired of us. Did you? A little. It's fine. Well, look. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, whatever. There's also probably a, hey, the more people you can limit, the better, just – Whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I felt like I mean, probably a little of that. We got more than most people get at all. For sure. Uh, which was good. I'm not complaining. And so I'm cool with it. Yeah. It's all good. And I was, frankly, after Sunday, was kind of like I dodged a bullet on Sunday. Our family text was blowing up. Caroline's going through Rush, and she was sending us all this stuff about Rush. And I'm looking down at my phone, and I'm standing over on, I guess, the west side of Vaught Hemingway okay. against the railing, about yeah. the 10-yard line. Mm-hmm. Way, uh, uh, totally against the railing to the stands. And a ball comes whizzing by me and kind of brushes my left ear. And I'm like, well, that could have been a broken nose and a lot of fun. Did you see where the guy from NC State, yeah. the rival site, got hit in the privates? If you were told that you could either get hit in the privates or you could get hit in the face, where would you rather get hit? Is the ball bouncing like with him or straight on a line? A bounce, but you're going to get hit. I'd much rather take the privates because the face is going to you're going to break something. Even on the bounce, if it's bouncing, the I feel ball like I that take... whizzed by my ear would have broken something. You think so? Yeah. I think I've told you this. I'm su- this is in college. An inch probably changes my entire life. Uh, um, that. That's what she said. I was, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was walking out of the links one day, and when I was walking down the steps, I didn't hear four or anything, and I heard, and a ball literally grazed my right ear. 
Oh, wow. Literally, a golf ball came through, and I felt it take, like, microscopic hairs off my ear. That thing's an inch to the left. It might kill me. Yeah. Literally would hit me in the back of the head. Would have done damage. Yeah. Golf ball far left off a tee. Mm. I mean, just didn't hear a word, and you heard, and then the ball skidded down the parking lot. So, yeah, I always kind of come back to that. I, on the balance, I still think face, but, I mean, whatever. You're picking the worst of. Yeah. There, there's no good option there. I mean. I think that's the answer. Yeah, I started to make a joke. Okay. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. That's S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 MBPS, or the Blaze, the 1 gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, N-E-Spark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone services available, parental controls, network security, and more. So find out if they're in your area. And if so, get the best internet around. I've got it at home as well. Again, that's 662-238-3159 or N-E-Spark with a C.com. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Get 25% off your entire order. It's the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Deadsoxy.com. The Grove will be uh, open and back to full capacity, I hope, this fall. And the team at 7 South Tailgating will be there to serve any tailgating needs you may have. It's a one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. They offer tailgating packages for any budget, any party size, any number of games needed. They have uh, year-round storage of client-owned equipment as well. Very well-staffed team members. Who are very well trained. Their team's capable of consistently securing the spot you choose week after week. They're locally owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni who are diehard Rebel fans, very active in the Oxford University community, 7SouthTailgating.com. We're also brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. Game Changer has developed their own custom blend for treating hangovers several years ago to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink, and the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. It's uh, GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. They're uh, owned and operated by Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and so much more. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialists, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. Go to ACSLLCMS.com. Or call 662-601-4381. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on locally. Around town this week and every week. Eat in the street is uh, next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. They're uh, kind of celebrating the uh, the opening of the East Jackson uh, Street kind of streetscape there in front of the courthouse, my funkies, all that area over there. They're going to put up tables. They're going to let you pick up food, do some carry-out. They're going to have some family activities all throughout the day starting that morning. I think maybe yoga or something starts that morning. And then uh, music that evening, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors is the headliner, 5 to 9 for the music there on the square in Oxford. 
Uh, all right. So let's see where are we at. Top twenty-five comes out. Ole Miss not in the top twenty-five. They're getting the uh, second most votes. They're in the top twenty-seven. They are in the top twenty-seven. If it was a top thirty, they're right in there. Right there. It's it's ranked. Um, Do you pay much attention to preseason polls? I mean, other than the entertainment value, before we can talk about it, I get some humor out of the teams that are always in there and never actually finish anywhere near where they're ranked yes. every single year that they cannot lose. It takes more than a decade to actually lose the appeal of being ranked in, in, the, in that area. Um, I did see a stat from maybe Stuart Mandel of somebody that, and I forget how many years it was, but it was a ton, like several decades. One of the teams in the top 10 mm-hmm. in the preseason poll had not finished in the top twenty-five every year except for two thousand nineteen in whatever that year span that it that it that it was. yeah it was like twenty years or yeah, something yeah 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 um which that's that's kind of interesting trying to pick out the team that you think will suck and kind of uh, not do uh, not do well this season I'm kind of pulling it up here now sorry I'm bad pod as I was looking for it uh, Jaguars cut Tim Tebow that's not a shock uh, oh he didn't make it didn't make it oh goodness. He looked old. Yeah, you know. It's a young man's game. I really don't even blame him. Like, people keep giving him opportunities, try something out. It's not going to sure. work. I mean. You only live once. He didn't take anybody's spot. No. Whoever didn't get a spot was not making the roster. No. It's it's even less so than the baseball. I don't know why people beat him up. Uh, I mean, he's I, harmless. He, he's done nothing wrong. He tried minor league baseball. Okay. He gave NFL tight end a shot. Okay. Yeah, he was bad at it, but yeah, but he gave it a shot. Yeah, sure. Nobody he he harmed no one. If 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 Tim Tebow were the worst guy in society, we we this would be utopia. Yeah, sure. That's a good point. Uh, all right. So not a ton difference in the coaches' poll. Ole Miss was ranked twenty fifth in the coaches' poll when it came out. Last week, week and a half ago, whenever that was, uh, I know everybody is shocked here. Alabama is the number one team in the country. They are getting 47 of the give or take 61, 62 first place votes. Oklahoma got six of them. They're ranked number two. Clemson got six of them. They're ranked number three. Ohio State got one. They're ranked number four. Love all the parody in college football. And Georgia <laughs> at number five, they got three as it's, well. It's almost like it's the same four teams every year. It's, I mean, it's almost like, wait, it is exactly like it's that, the same that, four teams the every year. That's the second biggest reason for the 12-team playoff. Now, it is a valley down from money being the number one reason in the big yes. thing. But, but yeah, just getting other teams involved in any way, even if you end up back in this spot anyway, is is, is, is a key factor here. Um no, to let an Iowa State have a shot at it. Were you a little surprised Oklahoma was ahead of Clemson? No, I would have put Oklahoma ahead would of you? Clemson. Yeah, fourteen sixty-two to fourteen forty-seven on total votes there for uh, for that. Um, Ohio State at thirteen ninety-three fourth, and then Georgia at thirteen sixty-five fifth. A and M coming in at uh, at sixth there. My, Georgia or A and M? Who you uh, like? Uh, um, Georgia. You like Georgia more than A and M? Yeah, because I think the East is weaker. I mean the West is look, man, when you at least potentially problematic. When 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 Auburn is the preseason number five in the SEC West, that's it's a little bit of a 
That's a good point. It's a little bit of a booger bear. Mm-hmm. And frankly, when you look at six and seven and you're like, yeah, both of those teams are okay. Like, I mean, I'm not, are you comfortable with the, if someone said, all right, are you comfortable with the narrative Mississippi State sucks? I'm not. I mean, I don't think they're going to be very good. But if they, but if they shock somebody, okay, sure. Are they capable of winning a game or two? Sure. If if I if you said, hey, Arkansas is going to suck, are you comfortable with that? I'm not. Well, nobody's going to suck. Not in the West. Yes, I'm saying in the West, nobody and, sucks. And in the East, there are three teams that might really suck. So, would I rather be in the East or the West? I'd rather be in the East. I mean, the West. Look, look. I think Arkansas is going to finish last. Well, look, look, but Arkansas is going to be the kind of team. That is going to kind of grind on you. They're better on defense. And if somebody said they beat Auburn, LSU, or Ole Miss, you're not blown away. No. Here's the best way I could say it. If you put Mississippi State and Arkansas in the East and made the East a nine-team division, just for kicks and giggles here, just play along, neither one of those teams would finish lower than sixth. And they would at least have a puncher's chance to finish third or fourth. Yes. Yes. And I think Arkansas is finishing last in the SEC West, and I think they would finish fifth or sixth in a nine-team SEC East. And that's why I'm there. The biggest line, how many teams do you feel like in the West would you be shocked if they beat A&M? Forget Alabama, A&M. Shocked? Yeah, shocked. If, Arkansas. If, if Mississippi State beat them, I would be shocked. If Arkansas beat them, I think I would be shocked. That's that it. might that's, be all my that's, shock. That's it. Am I shocked if Auburn beats Texas A&M? No, of course no. not. Sure, yeah. Am I shocked if if LSU beats Texas A&M in Baton Rouge? No. Am I shocked if Ole Miss beats them in Oxford? No, of course not. Yeah. That was the way I was thinking about it. That I went, no, this 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 shows you kind of the the the, the middle tier power of of this division because A&M is going to have some landmines. Our schedule is pretty good, but can't get through some get through some issues here. Assuming they don't beat Alabama, and I don't think they're beating Alabama. Uh, Iowa State at seven in this uh, in this poll. Iowa State. I looked at this with uh, with Zach last week, so people that have listened to every show, they've heard this, but I'll give it to Neil right here. It's a really interesting football schedule for the Cyclones and Matt Campbell this season, pulling it up. So, early on, a little bit of work to do. They've got a game in Ames against Iowa in week two. Difficult game. Yeah. But if Iowa State beats Iowa and gets through what I would say is Two losable games in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. They have a. I'm going to say Iowa State's got a 30 percent chance of being 10 and 0 when they head to Norman in Week 11, Week 12, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, I mean like a real shot because a lot of these teams are bad. Their their schedule until Oklahoma, Northern Iowa, Iowa, they go to UNLV, which is a weird game. Baylor, Kansas. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas, Texas Tech. It's doable. Oh, real doable. Now, look. Oh, they could lose a couple that of those. Th- that three-game stretch is actually kind of difficult when you've got to run it because it's all in a row of Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas. That's yeah. Something's losable there sure. very easily. Yeah. Um, but then Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and they close back at home against TCU. 
they've got a decent shot of crashing a little bit there. That'd be fun. Cyclones. Yeah, they that, that schedule set up pretty well when I was kind of reading through it a little bit. 10 and 0 um, Iowa State, 10 and 0 Oklahoma and Norman in November. Yeah. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign sure. me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Cincinnati at number 8. They're sure. they're really good and there's really nobody on their schedule that's a particularly challenging deal. No, hold on. They they do play somebody, don't they? Don't, don't they know. play Notre Dame? No, oh, do they? Yeah, I stand hold on. They've got actually a their schedule is funky. Hold on. They're good. The quarterback's back. Yeah, their schedule really interests me, actually. Cincinnati, if they get through this thing, look, I'm not saying they deserve to be top four, but yeah. it would be a pretty impressive season. They okay. Miami of Ohio, Murray State. Yep. At Indiana. Okay. At Notre Dame, back to back weeks. Wow. So So if they're four and they're legit. They're they're real at four and Temple, UCF. Mm-hmm. Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, UCF, SMU, East Carolina. Play UCF twice? Uh, sorry, uh, USF. USF. Yeah, sorry. Um, so early on, Cincinnati is one of the main teams in the country to watch those first four weeks oh, to see as they get through the, uh, the Hoosiers. Well, you know the two teams that I think are too high. LSU. And Florida. Where's the Florida hype? What's that about? Other than them being Florida. They were an okay team a year ago. They had a really good quarterback who's gone. Mm-hmm. Trask was really good. He's gone. What's this about? Other than them having a very marketable brand. Sure. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, they have a great brand. Does it speak to a lot of the rest of the top 25 is either – Powers or at least perceived powers that have struggled or up-and-comers that haven't necessarily risen yet, so you're kind of left with Florida a little bit in the middle? I guess. It just feels lazy. But you feel like they're going to finish second in the East. And if you think they're going to finish second in the East, even if you don't love them, they're yeah. in this range. And maybe this is where I'm so I'm too high on Kentucky. And if you're right, it's a great story. But I understand how when you're doing division rankings yeah. and you go, hey, Florida's second in the East. Well, okay, if they're second in the East, then they're, I don't know, 13 to 20. And you paste them somewhere and they end up there. And it's but where did we get here with LSU? They now were that, bad last year. That I, I, I Yes, I, they I, were I awesome in 2019. They sure. were fantastic. They were maybe the best team in the history of college football in 2019. But Joe Burrow and Joe Brady are not walking through that door and, today. And the rest of those cats aren't either. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys that walked off that that aren't on that team anymore. I guess my point in saying what I'm saying is that starting from, frankly, 10, I'll give Notre Dame a pass at 9, even though they're replacing Ian Book and whatever. North Carolina at 10, I do think they're good, but it's Sam Howell and Sam Howell. Um, I think that's a little high for North Carolina. Oregon at 11 even kicks off the Pac-12. I mean, that league out there sucks. Oregon's at 11. Wisconsin at 12 is cute and nice, and I really like them, and they're sort of – in my odd way, a bit my Big Ten team, but I mean, if you if or if Wisconsin goes eight and four, are you stunned? No, not even a little bit. Florida, Miami is fine. Derek King's going to get a lot of pub, especially if they win games. But there's nothing about Miami that's going to scare anybody. USC, fifteen. Okay, they've got Slovis. They're fine. Sure. LSU at sixteen, too high. Indiana at 17, okay, but... That feels about right. It does, but my point being is if Indiana finished sixth, I'd be stunned. Like, sure. That feels like where they have to be. Iowa, we, well, they, they've been the same team for 25 years. God, they're so good. Yeah. 
Penn so State, beautiful. Washington. Why are we? Why is Penn State so high? Yeah, but you understand my point. Yeah, it's sure. like you run through the list of top twenty-five: Texas, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, Lafayette. Utah, why is Texas Arizona in the State? top twenty-five? Because they have a big horn on their helmet. That's it. And, nothing, and kind of what I said, people think they might finish second or third in the Big Twelve. So if you do that, you're oh. eight and four, and you're okay. in this spot. Sure. No, otherwise there's nothing. I mean, it, it. It. I am glad that we're calling Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette, and not they did Louisiana. We, yeah, well, you know, sometimes squeaky wheels get grease. Has that played out now? Has everybody stopped the charade of the Louisiana thing? Everybody except them. They still put it on their press note. Thing. Oh, yeah, and their league plays it up for them. Oh, do they? Oh, sure. But Utah's going to be fine. Arizona State's, I think, pretty good. Does Billy Napier talk about it? Does he ever? No, I don't know. Does he care? I don't think so. Billy's just got a really good gig right now. So he just milks it. No pressure. Making a couple mil. Going to, I, ha- going to have opportunities continue to pop up for him, I think. I didn't know Arizona State was a marginal top 25 team. Supposedly they've got pretty talented team, but now they've got all sorts of issues. Yeah. Point being here, if Ole Miss gets some defense, they've got the ability to end up pretty high because the it's it's a flimsy top 25 past 10. That's kind of where I'm going here. I mean, there's there's it, it's ripe for – yeah. Crash. I mean, I, I agree with what Doors Rules 28 says. He says it's a lazy poll. Just throw the big names in. That's kind of what people do. Mm-hmm. That's why people like me can't be on it. We we might think too much. I would actually give it some thought. I will give a good point. Grimes says Penn State had multiple 11 win seasons in a row before last year. I will give them a one-year pass with the pandemic weirdness last year. Okay. Now, are they any good? I don't know. But yeah, I don't. I'm willing to overlook a little bit of last year from from that standpoint. You know me; I watched some Big Ten. You do. They were not particularly good last year. On top of losing the games, they Penn didn't. State. They they were slow. In a league that is not known for speed, they were slow. Well, that's not a good sign. Iowa's Iowa was faster than Penn State. Really? Yes. And see, like it's hard to know exactly what you're going to get from Indiana because, I mean, Ole Miss. I thought. I thought it was one of the bigger indictments on Indiana was that Ole Miss physically was the much better team. They yeah. kind of controlled both line of scrimmages, if you're honest, because Ole Miss's defensive front played pretty well against Indiana. They were they were they were they were active. Um, but with Indiana not having Michael Penix Jr., I don't know what they actually would have looked like with their with sure. their quarterback. Sure, they'd have stressed that defense more than oh, of course, than they did with the yeah, one yeah, dimensional yeah. quarterback who couldn't move. Mm-hmm. But that week three game against Cincinnati is really interesting for Indiana. That is at a that's at eleven a.m. So Big Ten special there. I'm looking at uh, looking it up. Indiana um, first. That, that is part for me though. Honestly, that is part of like I know it's Saturday. I know it's football Saturday at eleven a.m. There's a Big Ten game. I mean, I'm I'm in. When you hey Iowa Nebraska at eleven o'clock, I'm like, let's do it. Three of their first five games. Indiana on the season. Iowa, Cincinnati, Penn State. Oof. Three of the first five. They get Idaho and uh, Western Kentucky. In Tom got too. that extension, though. He's good. Oh, Tom's golden for a while. <laughs> yeah. It was like the best season in school history or sure. something, right? Yeah. I mean. Who's South Alabama open up with? <laughs> Did we look at this the other day? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm cheering for Kane. Kane's one of the really good guys in a field full of guys that aren't so good. 
I mean, just being real. The average coach is not a human. I mean, are you, I mean, look, let's, let's be real here. Football coaches are like, hey, I would never want to hang out with a bunch of media guys. And I'm like, I would never really want to hang out with a bunch of football coaches. Uh, There's a few that I would, but not. it's rare and few, few and far in between. Kane opens with Southern Miss. Oh, that's a good game. That's fun. Two pretty good young coaches right there. That's fun. It's at 7 o'clock on Saturday night on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, hell, I might watch that. I stream that bad boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, then he gets a couple. He's well, some fun games early. I mean, he's got, he's got to be old. I mean, they're not great. Oh, sure. But Southern Miss, Bowling Green, Alcorn State, Louisiana Lafayette, Texas State, Georgia Southern, ULM, Arkansas State, Troy, App State, Tennessee, Coastal Carolina. Tough close there for for Kane. Who do they play on Ole Miss's open date? That's September twenty fifth. They're off. Ah. They are off as well. I might have actually gone. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G&M located here on South Lamar, and they deliver locally in the Oxford area. They offer, also offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need from your local pharmacy. They also offer right-way meds to individually package your medication for those who need it. That could save lives in some circumstances. Also, remember, if you have a CVS Caremark Pharmacy Benefit Manager that has nothing to do with CVS Pharmacy, even if the logo is on there, it is not CVS. You're good with G&M. You're good with Tyson Drugs. Stay with your local pharmacy and get the service you've come to expect. So, again, 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate. They're based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state and all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates, and they utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Village at Madison. The Village at Madison will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurant, retail, and professional office space, along with 75 zero-lot line residences with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. The development is located on the corner of Madison Parkway and Main Street in Madison. And you can learn more about it by getting in touch with Sam and BB at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you. I need my glasses. And only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. Uh, go to their uh, website, bluedeltajeans.com. Go to the virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your new jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure you're looking great for the first kick of football season in September. Bluedeltajeans.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE, one word, all lowercase. Get 10% off your purchase at bluedeltajeans.com. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons is located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for uh, more than 73 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. So visit them at LammonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, the name you can trust with more than 50 years of professional HVAC experience in Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area, 662-801-1777 for all your heating and cooling needs. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the uh, Jackson, Mississippi area. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com. And you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. The largest 
selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Get in touch with Pinnacle today, and you can check out their advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan, and uh, they'll take care of you. It's pintrust.com, P-I-N-N trust.com. So um, I see Cubs and Reds are the next uh, Field of Dreams game in Iowa next year. Cubs. They still playing baseball? They apparently, so yeah. They didn't fold the franchise? Uh, no. Did you think you had a uh, a relic on? You have a Cubs logo on your left sleeve there. Oh, is that an antique? Son of a yeah. bitch. Cubs Reds. If you have a baseball team that doesn't even try to win, are they really a baseball team? Somehow the Braves are actually in first place. They've won 11 of their last 13. Well, the Cubs, who at one point were in first place in uh, late June. Uh-huh. The Cubs are now, make sure I'm reading this correctly, 52-69. and 69. They've lost 12 in a row. They're 0-10 in their last uh, 10 games, as you might imagine. Are they really? Oh, yeah, they've lost 12 in a row. They're playing 430 baseball. Since the trades, they're the worst team in baseball, and I don't think it's particularly close. The question for the Cubs at this point is, can they catch the Pirates? Because they're only nine back, if you will, of the Pirates. Got some work to do. I mean, there's some work to do. But at this point, don't you say, hey, let's lose 40 in a row? Let's get the first pick? Yeah, you do, right? I mean, I'm for losing. What good's the third pick when I have the first pick? The Braves, uh, you're right, the Braves are seven games over. They're a game and a half ahead of the Phillies, three and a half ahead of the Mets in the National League East. Mm-hmm. The uh, the West, I, I watch the Giants a good bit because I, I realize that I, I, I really like Chris Bryant, and, and so I, I cheer for the Giants. The Giants have a four-game lead over the Dodgers and 11-game lead over the Padres, who are so desperate for pitching that they signed Jake Arrieta, who in his last outing for the Cubs gave up 706 runs in two-thirds of an inning. Um, the American League, Tampa has a three-and-a-half game lead over Boston, a five-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees. The White Sox have run away with the Central, 19 over 511 ahead of the uh, Guardians. That's yeah. what they are now. They're still, no, the, they're still doing the year. Still they're, the Indians yeah. until the end of the year, and then they magically become the Guardians and become a more uh, politically correct team. Yes. Um, And then in the West, Houston has a two-and-a-half game lead over the uh, Athletics Seven and a half game lead over the Mariners and uh, the Angels are twelve out with two of the best players in the game, and they can't even be five hundred. Yeah, there most teams are right around the one hundred and twenty game mark. Okay. Yeah, I saw the Cubs. It's one of only maybe six seasons in franchise history that they've been ten games over five hundred and ten games under five hundred in the same season. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. five or six times. It's like the first time since like '87 or something like that. Um, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I will give credit as much as I crap on the movie, and it is a terrible movie. Um, the TV event was pretty cool the other night with the game. It was. It what was, did you think about the whole open though, with Kevin Costner just standing in the outfield? It was completely overplayed. It was. It was com- way too long, right? It was. I thought Fox did a really good job of producing the game for the most part. Yeah, they too. Um, it was they, great and, television. And they get lucky. They get the walk-off. Tim Anderson, East Central Community College, mm-hmm. um, he hits. He does the whole deal. After and, Judge hits the home run. Yeah, I mean, it was he hits perfect from a 
If he just could have hit one of the light light towers and knocked the lights out, it would have been just absolutely perfect. Because it is completely different. I mean, from a TV spectacle, if that game's nine to two, we're in the fifth. Everybody goes, all right, fine, like whatever. But the Yankees are winning the game nine to two, and you know whatever, and it's 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 whatnot. Um, I mean, I'd kind of like to talk to Lance about it. Just what was it like? Um, Yeah, he's not big on local media. Um, He's not, is he? No. if you really get him in the mood, he'll is there be, a grudge or no? He just doesn't have. He he didn't really want to talk to us when he was here. I yeah. mean, he just. I mean, I think he likes me all right, but no, nah, he's not. Uh, he's not as bad as another former player, but he's 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 close. Oh yeah. There's one that I just. I mean, I could not. I might as well not exist. Um, but uh, you were pretty nice to him the whole time. I've been nice to all of them. I thought. I mean, you know, I got criticized a few times, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's fine. Um. I thought it was well done. I thought it was a cool concept. The intro was kind of whatever, but I did like the players walking out of the corner. That was neat. Yeah, I just thought Costner good. stood in the outfield too damn long. I mean, could the little girl not have fallen off the bleachers just for fun? Just I mean, really could, played it up. Could Moonlight Graham not have gone and saved a little girl somewhere in the sixth inning or something? I mean, that would have been nice. Like Aaron Judge retires from the game to save a little girl. Wouldn't that be perfect? So what do they do? They just the exact same spot, build another field in a year. Can't you just keep that field going? And that's what they do. I would assume. Why would you tear it? one game? If you build it, they will come. Chase, it's he will come. Whatever. This, this they case, even screwed that up. Well, in this case, they will come because yeah. a lot of people did, and a lot of people watched. And you make it a tourist attraction, right? You play games there and stuff. Sure. It did, yeah. A lot of people tuned in. I mean, it was it was the most watched baseball game in fifteen years, regular season or Correct. period, regular season. Yeah, since a Yankees Red Sox game in like '06. Okay, so, significant for a big. sport that's having a hard time getting eyeballs. It was, it was fun. The lead to Sports Center that night though was NFL training camp. <laughs> 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 it was. And I, I love baseball. I'm a yeah, baseball guy, but it was it was the lead. It, yeah. It, the NFL up on how it goes. Well, that was cute. Yeah. Okay. Good. The NFL goes. Hey, did you hear the Lions practiced? Yeah. Because yeah, they did. The Rams did too. Just thought we pointed out. Yeah. Two Aaron Rodgers wore flip flops. He practiced. Uh, and that gets the first 15 minutes. Yeah. On prime time. Yeah. The NFL goes, hey, the Jets are going to go 4-13. and 13. Watch this. Hey, Jets lead the uh, ESPN. It's it's funny. It's hilarious. The NFL just is absolute king. And then college football rolls in, and baseball just goes off the map until the playoffs. Ginger's question, though, what other sports, sports movie could you do an event like this? Ooh. Could you do a Hoosiers game with That's college what I was, teams? Yeah, you could do a Hoosiers game. For you sure. could play it there, play old-time uniforms. Yeah, that'd be very easy to do. Sure. Um, that'd be fun. I, I'm, I'm another overrated movie, but I'd play into that. It's fine. Uh, Hoosiers is fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's 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 actually fairly good. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Um, I told you, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a movie jerk because it's all the like the really sentimental ones from like, eh. all right, I'm moving on. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another one. That's probably it. You can't really do a football movie. There's just too hard to do. What would you even do? I don't know. I mean, that's the problem is 
I mean, it's not like, hey, any given Sunday, hey, Saints Rams come. I mean, I guess you could play the Saints and the Rams in a, at a state penitentiary somewhere, and Ooh. but the inmates attend. Well, it'd be two good teams for it. Um, <laughs> get the Bengals involved. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Don't do a remember the Titans game. No, I know. There's something about the way Team remember. Wolf. That's good. That's good. There's something about the Remember the Titans having to be so Disney-fied that is why I want to ignore it. Because that team was not the only integrated team in its conference. It was just the best team in its conference. Other schools had already done it. And they beat the hell out of everyone all season. They like won the national championship or something. Like that Remember the Titans actual team it was billed after yeah. only allowed like 35 points. The entire season. So you're saying they, they may have been super talented and it wasn't really all about the I'm coaching community coming together? I'm saying that it had like the Friday Night Lights thing, where in Friday Night Lights, spoiler alerts, they win the state title in season one and every single game is 49-45. And it's like, oh, come on. They would have beaten the hell out of 12 teams that they played. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, it, literally, like week one, well, they lost. And they week two, oh, field goal, last play. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, that, that drives me insane. And I get you've got to play it yeah, up. Yeah, you got to Hollywood it. But Friday Night Lights wasn't about football. So you really didn't in a way. You did a little bit. You had to have some games in there. But sure. that show wasn't about football. No, no. You didn't have to do that. Any more than week. Ted Lasso's really about soccer. Yeah, it's not about soccer. Soccer's just a vehicle to get to the storylines. Friday Night Lights, the football was just a vehicle to build the storylines. Are you intentionally avoiding Hoosiers or just that she hasn't ever seen Hoosiers? Is it just like a thing now because I because you haven't? It's kind of hard to find because I wanted Carson to watch it and we had a hard time finding really? it. And we finally he watched it on the way to Cincinnati. It's not on, kind of like Shawshank yeah. Redemption. And I kept saying, "What you think?" He's like, yeah, "It's okay." He wasn't blown away by it. You gotta, you gotta go there. Yeah, you gotta kind of mentally go there. It's hard to satisfy a discerning. Um, That's a good point, Luke. He says every game's like seventeen fifteen. The scores are crazy low. That's true. Is All-American the game at LSU? When I was a kid, I went to an LSU-Alabama game. It was like 1986 or 87 in Baton Rouge, and at halftime they filmed scenes for a movie. I think that's a new show. I think All-American's a new show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was there a movie like Everybody's All-American or something like that? There was that, yes. I I think that was at LSU, actually. Yeah, I think that's right. I was there the night that they filmed some of the game scenes. Really? Yeah. Are you in it anywhere? I don't think so. Like off in the distance? We had great seats. I don't, it was Alabama and LSU. It was in Baton Rouge. Kind of like um, uh, the program. Like all their stuff was filmed at South Carolina during a game at Williams-Brice. Oh, that's right. That's where they used everything for the program. Uh, Everybody's All-American came out in 1988. So that's about right. I was at a game. It was in Baton Rouge. It was either 86 or 87. I want to say it was 87. Despite the beauty of the scene, director Taylor Hackford elected to reshoot the scene as snow in Baton Rouge in November, which was such a rare event that he was worried it would be seen as special effects goof in the film. The game scenes were shot in LSU's Tiger Stadium during the halftime of an actual LSU game in 1987. Mm-hmm. Yep. The goalposts were altered to resemble the vintage H post as needed during filming. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, Alabama's mentioned here. Some of the filming of the football scenes took place during halftime of the LSU-Alabama game on November 7, 1987. Um, and then they did some more against Mississippi State as well later in the later in the year. Yeah, that was my senior year in high school. Jessica Lang, Dennis Quaid, Timothy Hutton, John Goodman, Carl Lumbly. Yeah. It was a bust. $22 million budget did $12.6 million at the box office. Oh, that is a bust. That is a bust. So, it was pretty cool at halftime of that game. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was like, "This is neat." That was a Bill Curry was the coach at Alabama, maybe, or was Probably. it Ray Ray Perkins? I think it was Bill Curry. Okay, Alabama won. Okay, we've come full circle. We've talked Lewinsky scandal, scandal. Everybody's all Americans. Some football in the middle. I just as, never know uh, where we're well. going. So. Hope you guys enjoyed the stream. Thank all of you guys for really jumping up our video numbers. We need those these days, and we will uh, talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs> we'll have some coverage at rebelgrove.com as the day moves We're just trying – listen, we are trying to win the Oxford video – what is it? Oxford video scene? I don't know. We're trying to dominate it, and it's very hard. To get on the podium. It's very difficult to do that in this super competitive world that we live in. Hope all you guys are well. We will uh, talk to you again in the morning. Take care. Have a good day. Talk soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.